0: What's up, everybody? and Welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 20, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, founder numero dos, Ben. So he was, he joined the army, or he joined the Marines,
1: the Naval Reserves in World War II.
0: Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was, that was
1: that was just a huge windup and such a letdown of a pitch. I loved it. What do you mean? I, just can't, I couldn't get my point across. Was that whenever I was talking yes. about Ted Williams again? Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, it was so. I was just lis- listening back, and I was like, uh, I don't know why it just caught me as kind of funny because you just you of all people could not put your finger on what branch of the service you were trying to talk about.
1: I know, man. Uh, what can I say when it comes to military history? I'm just a total novice.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that that's really true, <laughs> but nonetheless, well, that's it may be. Loud. Yeah, it was one of those that I when I heard it, we were recording it, and as you were saying it, I pulled out my notepad and not, and. and and jot down the time because I knew I'm gonna need that that audio. It's
1: one me. of those moments where I'm just kind of like chewing on my tongue the whole time, just <laughs> trying to get the words to come out of my mouth.
0: You even sounded like you'd had a few drinks too, which is obviously <laughs> not true, but still hilarious nonetheless.
1: Oh, you don't think I I pound uh, three or four tall boys before I record this podcast every week? Only
0: if it's O Doors, O not O <O-doors. laughs> I was think I was actually gonna talk to you about Rootnet O Door. Like but I'm they really stealing... should they should call non-alcoholic beer odors. Yeah,
1: like I'm stealing them from Rangers infielders. Dude, that guy sucks. You suck. He's bad no. at baseball. Yeah, he's a little overrated.
0: Yeah. They probably jumped the gun a little bit on giving him an extension. That that's that wasn't probably a great idea.
1: I feel like that's such a hard line to walk is when you have young homegrown talent that's showing blips of um you know, like decency how do you try to lock them in and still get a value price but also not give them too big of a deal too quick and then they don't do anything
0: yeah exactly i mean you've got to wonder like he was like being talked about as like al player of the year like two years ago and all of a sudden he like can't play baseball like that almost seems mental to me i mean what else could it be
1: well was was he talking about being player of the year the year that he punched what's his
0: name in the face i believe that was the year before i don't recall the the exact timeline bautista
1: yeah i I don't remember when the bath lips get fat lips thing happened but i can't figure out if that helped or hurt his career because it definitely helped his visibility but then again that doesn't necessarily mean (laughs) it's true what's the old adage no press is bad press yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know if this worked out that way though I don't know if it did. Anyway, I was I was BSing with the great Sambino about that earlier. He said that it's too early to tell in the season. I say he stinks.
1: <laughs> just in general. Just yeah. put it on a
0: banner and hang it outside. This guy stinks. This guy sucks. No, we'll talk about it later. But, uh, I mean, watching the Rangers drop like three of four against the White Sox was rough, man. But we'll get to that in a minute. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. One thing I was going to tell you about that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Yes. um So, in our last episode, we had Josh and Kyle on, right? That's right, from on the break. Right. And so, we were talking about, um, we were playing the game Who Knows Less About Baseball, (laughs) and it really kind of occurred to me that I might have tipped the scales in Josh's favor. Why is that? So, as you remember, the game was going on, Josh was one point ahead at the beginning, or... I don't know. Mm-hmm. You named off several different point systems that kind of felt like Michael Scott in the office whenever he's like trying to use the conversion charts for points and stars and that's kind of I was of what
1: thinking like. I was trying to go like part shroot bucks versus Stanley Nichols. <laughs> and then I was also thinking more like whose line is it anyway, where everything's made up and the points don't matter, and it's just an arbitrary number of quote points, unquote.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, anyway, so we got to a point where they buzzed in at the same time. And to Josh's hilarious point, two grown men going ding 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 <laughs> is hilarious. Listening back one, on it, it was great. But one of them, uh, them
1: did the second ding there too, and I don't know which one it was. It was really funny. <laughs>
0: exactly. But they ding they both ding their bells at the same time. We need to get them actual bells for next time we do something like this. But absolutely. They both um hit it at the same time and you asked, you threw it to me and said, Justin, who buzzed in first? And I chose Josh. Maybe that wasn't fair. Maybe I should have given Kyle a chance. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it'll
1: be solved if next time we just have them use air horns?
0: Yes. Maybe play the tuba? (laughs) Josh? I love it. Josh seems like a tuba player to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel (laughs) like Kyle would have played the trombone.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, we're recording On the Break after this, so I'll have to ask them. That's great. Yes,
1: make sure to ask them. That'll be in episode four of On the Break. Find <laughs> out what marching band instruments.
0: <laughs> I love that. Is is trombone a marching band instrument? I don't yes. even know. Okay, I have no idea. Um, That's all right. how I got my athletic credits in high school, was in the marching band. My dear Lord. What instrument did you play? Trumpet. Oh, God damn it. I was really hoping it was going to be the tuba.
1: I can't even lift a tuba now at age 30. What makes you think the 15-year-old Ben stood a chance with a
0: sousaphone? I was going to say, I was, is it the sousaphone that's the big one?
1: Yeah, well, they're the same size, but one's, like, you wear around you, and what? then the other one, like, sits in your lap.
0: What's the difference?
1: I don't know, man. Like, I don't get paid enough to answer that question.
0: Damn it, man. You were answering all these great questions throughout this whole dialogue and
1: i'm just gonna make something up so the (laughs) sousaphone was invented by john philip sousa in the late 1800s for the 1812 overture because he wanted some mobility for the dance number that was going on during the orchestra and the tuba just wasn't cutting it hence the sousaphone
0: the crowd liked it
1: that's good that's good uh
0: tell you what very
1: inaccurate information
0: (laughs) incredibly inaccurate tell you what man Who is uh, sponsoring the pod today?
1: Oh, sponsors. Yeah. Let me go ahead and see if I can find the sponsor here coming in on the wire. Let's see. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Here we go. Tired of driving around that old clunker? Are you looking for a new way to get from point A to point B? Look no further than Whitey's Ford dealership. Come in and ask for that number 16 special from Slick himself. Why are you shaking your head, Justin?
0: That's hilarious. (laughs) Go on.
1: That's it. That's you it? lost
0: it. No, come on. you got to finish the ad. Okay. We can't piss off sponsors here. We can't afford it.
1: Come on in and ask for the number 16 special from Ole Slick himself. Will he be a 10-time All-Star or a six-time World Series champion? Find out today. Back to you, Justin.
0: You know what I learned this week? What? If you're doing ad reads, mentioning something like the Bloods and the Crips, not not positive throughout the ad read.
1: Okay. I'm gonna remember that next time
0: I do an ad read. Have I done that? No, you haven't done that, but who, who did that? It happens to people, apparently. Oh my god. We, we, awesome. we won't name any names, but it happens.
1: Okay. I will uh I will remember that for sure.
0: Perfect. Well, tell you what, how about we move to everybody's favorite favorite segment?
1: Around the diamond Perfect. Super excited to, to head around the diamond. Justin, what's going on in the AL East?
0: Yeah, man, let's get this started. So, uh a bit of a weird mixing in the AL East, but the Yankees and Red Sox are both tied for the lead. The Yankees are 30 and 13, the Red Sox 32 and 15, the Rays at 22 and 23, the Blue Jays at 22 and 25, and rounding out with the Orioles at 14 and 32. Ben, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think you are on peyote. You just said, and, and the official outfielder record will say, that you said the Yankees and the Red Sox are tied for first. Is yeah. that what you said? They are. No, they're not. One is a point six nine eight win percentage. The other is a point six eight one.
0: Right, but neither of them are games back because Boston has two more wins than Yankees have losses.
1: Oh... Maybe I'm the idiot.
0: Yeah. So because they played less games.
1: I gotcha. So like
0: by, by win percentage, they, the Yankees are first, but there is no games back in the AL East right now.
1: Well, that's not confusing at all.
0: No, it's not. It's just weird. The way it works out. Uh, the Yankees have had several rain delays and things like that, which would have like, if they would say they would have played, I think it was this past weekend. I think they had two games rained out. Um, if they would have those two would have been wins, then they'd be still tied, but they would have the less less wins or whatever. So anyway, it, it's it's all weird math, but there's a significant drop off from those two to the next. Uh,
1: oh, absolutely, yeah. Third um, place. You have two teams fighting uh, for the 500 spot with Tampa and Toronto once again. No major stories, uh, and then the lowly Orioles, um, damn near tied for the worst team in the American League. No, I'm sorry. Chicago's worse. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. you got a couple seller cellar dwellers we're going to have to talk about today. Realistically, I'm just excited for the next time the Yankees and Red Sox play. When's that going to be? Justin, do you know off the top of your head?
0: Uh, that comes not too long from now, I want to say. Let me double check request.
1: Yep, I got it. I mean, I'm interested in those rivalries. Um, a, it's a really good one, but also just to see kind of, um, you know, what that's going to do based on the, um, you know, the division overall.
0: Yeah, man. No doubt. It is, uh, the next series against the Yankees actually doesn't happen for a while. Uh, it doesn't look like they play until like the end of June. The very last weekend in oh. June is a series in New York.
1: I got you. So, so just before the all-star break then. Yeah. Good. So
0: we still got a little bit of time. Um, until that comes up. Yeah, I think uh, the Rays have been doing some weird things with pitching, some, like, really unorthodox things. Um, I don't really want to go too deep into it, but it's kind of one of those things where it makes you kind of scratch your head and say, is this, this really great for baseball? Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah, Toronto, heard clearly heard a little bad. bit
1: about that, especially um, rotations and uh... – yeah, it's just some interesting stuff going on there. That might be something we hit in the summer months if they keep it up, but right now it doesn't look too terribly sustainable.
0: Do you remember, did the Rangers interview Kevin Cash whenever they were whenever they were looking and hired Banny?
1: I don't remember.
0: I want to say they um, were kind of in the same mix of things.
1: He might have been right in that, like... Um, it looks like he had a minor league contract with the Rangers back in 2010. Okay. And he was in their AAA affiliate in 2011.
0: Well, as a manager, I mean.
1: Yeah. I just oh, didn't wow. know if
0: they interviewed him like or anything. But anyway, it doesn't matter. i uh, just curious. I think he was right, right around whenever Banny was hired. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the Central. Um, the most perplexing team to me probably in baseball right now is Cleveland. They're at 22 and 23. The Twins are at 19 and 23. The Tigers, 20 and 26. The White Sox at 13 and 30 and the Royals at 14-32. and Ben, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you saying that Cleveland's perplexing because just when you think they're starting to figure it out, uh, it's like the wheels fall off. They cannot seem to get traction or momentum. Um, I'm surprised the Twins are still up there, but, I mean, you can't just have everyone in last place. So the (laughs) Twins are only a game and a half back. Um, Yeah, uh, Chicago and Kansas are both awful and so really it's just a matter of seeing i don't see at this if the season ended today in cleveland's in the playoffs i don't see them having a snowball's chance in hell out of the first round
0: dude they're a uh, below 500 team winning a division that's i know a really really shitty division <laughs> is what that is um yeah i just i guess so much pop is missing from cleveland's lineup it's man they better be careful They really better be careful because if they, I mean, I know Minnesota's six games back, but that's not, I mean, Minnesota is 19 and 23 and Cleveland is 22 and 23. So, I mean, we're only talking a really a difference of probably games, the amount of games actually played here and, you know, given the weather and all that. So they better be careful. Something doesn't feel right about it. They really hurt having Andrew Miller out. He just got back the other day. Um, it, It just, uh. I don't know. It's just strange to me, I guess. But I, I, I told you, man, and I'm staying behind my my theory. I really think that they've hurt without uh, Santana being in their lineup. Telling you. you
1: think also they're um, – no, no, I, I agree completely. Another humorous little trivia tidbit. Uh, Kansas City Royals have gone 2-8 and eight in their last 10. That's tied for worst in the American League with Toronto back from the east. Um. yeah, both um, Toronto's falling out of the sky and the Royals never even are getting off the ground. Not right. surprised, but...
0: Well, to be fair, Toronto never really had a chance to begin with given the division that they play in.
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure.
0: Yeah. They uh, That White Sox team is, is trash, man.
1: <laughs> well, and that's what's really sad, because if they're trash, they're a tier trash higher than my poor Texas Rangers. Actually, and they're not.
0: Me... Actually, they're
1: not. Well... The White Sox are ranked higher, but what was the um, White Sox took two or three from them, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they sure did. But uh, the White Sox have a 302 winning percentage. So the Rangers have 375. So, I mean, by winning percentage, if you really want to do that math, because I, I I mean, given that we have to sort out this AL East thing, I feel like now the winning percentage should be what we go by. Screw games back and all that. That's, you <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. Um In that play, I mean, if there was any silver lining for me, like you said, the Rangers would be in fourth place in this division as opposed to fifth place in the West.
0: (laughs) Good point. Good point. Um, All right. Well, let's move on to the West. Houston is at 30 and 18. Seattle, 27 and 19. They are both tied for the lead. The Angels are at 26 and 21. Oakland is at twenty five and twenty two and Texas at eighteen and thirty. What are your thoughts about the rest of the division, Ben?
1: So once again, you know, I don't think that anyone's sleeping on Houston. I just I think that this is gonna be the new normal for them for the bulk of the season. They may fall off every once in a while, but it feels like they've been averaging seven and three of their last ten all season. So I mean, they're just tearing it up. They have outstanding pitching, and it's being backed up by just tremendous hitting. They've scored 221 runs this year. That's darn near highest in the American League. And as far as runs allowed, uh, they're by far the lowest by about 50 runs between them and um, New York has the next next lowest runs allowed. So amazing pitching backed up by some pretty decent hitting. Yeah, if, uh, if I was an Astros fan, I would be very happy. Seattle overtaking the Rangers, or excuse me, Seattle overtaking the Angels is not surprising. Um they've just had a better recent streak. Both the uh, Seattle and Oakland have done pretty well with Seattle running a three-game riding a three-game win streak and Oakland riding a four-game win streak. And then there's my lonely Rangers.
0: Yeah, man, I think that Seattle team's probably playing hot. I don't think they're that good. I bet you they slide back into third place. Uh, especially with uh, Robbie Cano going on the uh, suspension list and and all that, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. Um, Otani, dude, have you seen any video of Otani splitter that he throws? Mm-mm. Oh boy, boy, is it uh, it's dirty. I'll tell you, it is a pretty pitch, and he hasn't really thrown that a ton until just recently. I think he's really been trying to settle into the big league. Mm-hmm. Rhythm and so, um, it's just it's interesting. It, he's already adding to his repertoire.
1: Yeah, I mean, I only recently have gained a very new respect for the what hitters are facing. Um, one of my coworkers and I played catch a few days ago, and he was a pitcher out at UCLA. And so I had seen curveballs thrown and seen two seam and four seam fastballs thrown and knuckleballs, but I had never tried to catch them. And so even with him saying, hey, I'm throwing you a curve, this is what it's going to do, (laughs) an amateur athlete such as myself had a hard time with some of those pitches. So I can only imagine when you get a true professional like Otani, who's just dealing out the nastiest, nastiest pitches possible, uh, probably not, uh, not very much fun.
0: I can't imagine that uh, you played a lot of catcher then. Is that what you're telling me? That's not your primary um, position?
1: No, I think in uh, in T ball they sent me to right field. Okay. And in the slow pitch softball here as a grown up uh, in the beer league, uh, I was primarily at second base.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, I probably I would have shown you those pitches a long time ago. Had my uh, one if I knew you had never seen the other side of it, and two if my shoulder wouldn't fall off every time I throw a ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you throw one ball, and just your entire arm just cleanly <laughs> falls off, no blood or anything, just, yeah, just like a. Like a GI Joe, like just sitting on the ground.
0: It <laughs> sounds like something that would happen when the, on the Simpsons. Excuse me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. No, um, that's basically where I'm at when it comes to my American League thoughts. I think that the teams to watch, um, you know, kind of the usual suspects: New York, Boston, and Houston. I think Cleveland's going to figure it out, but I said that two weeks ago, and they still haven't. So at this point, I don't know who's going to come out of the Central. Still, the smart money's on. Uh, on Cleveland, but don't, don't sleep on Minnesota. Otherwise I think, uh, Houston and, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are the teams to watch.
0: I would agree. I would agree. All right, let's move on to the national league. Uh, so we'll start with the East Atlanta holds a record tying best in the national league at 28 and 17, the Phillies 26 and 18, the Mets at 23 and 19, the nationals at 24 and 21 and the the uh, Marlins at 17 and 29 politicians. Those Marlins are Ben. <laughs> what do you think? Uh,
1: I'm actually really excited. Um, I, we're going to definitely talk about Atlanta here in a little bit um, after the around the diamond segment. But I think what's most exciting is that this division is maintaining its competitiveness and it's maintaining it well. Um Even the Nationals are starting to put some distance between them and the 500 mark at 24 and 21. Yes, they're four games back of Atlanta, but still, that's a very strong division playing good baseball. Um, I'm also kind of personally excited because now that the Mets are on a three-game win streak and they're 6-4, and I feel like Jimmy might start talking to us again. What do you think?
0: He might. I've been trying to convince him to come back on. I think he might do it to reverse the karma. Maybe I'll uh, I'll hit him up this week about it, and we'll see if we can maybe... uh... Make it into 21, 22, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, something like that.
1: Yeah, he'll uh, he'll probably just try to duck our calls and say it's those darn outfielders.
0: Yep, I don't blame him. I don't like us yep. either.
1: Um, I'm also, I think that the Phillies have started to started to figure it out. Yes, Atlanta's the best team in the National League right now, but the Phillies are just right on the pace with them, um, which is a good place to be in for you know tracking that close to your division rivals. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, we'll talk about Atlanta here in a second. I think that Philly, they have played really consistently all year, man. They haven't really been that necessarily bad. I don't, uh, I still think that like, I mean, if you look at how tight this division is, I mean, they're still, I mean, they're in second place at 26 and 18. Washington's at 24 and 21 and they're at second to last. So, I mean, (laughs) things are tight there. I mean, Washington's only a game and a half off the lead. So, you know, like, or, I'm sorry, they are only four games off the lead. I was looking at the wild card back games back. Um, They're one and a half games off the wild card Philly is right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're not that far out of things.
1: Yeah. I'm, um, I'm just really just jazzed up for whatever reason. The national league as a whole is just crushing it this year. And It's an exciting time to be a fan of uh, National League Baseball, especially if you live, you know, east of the Mississippi River.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Let's talk about the Central, speaking of. Um, Yeah, so
1: you want to talk about a tight division. This is this is definitely something that uh, that we need to keep our eyes on.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, Milwaukee is at 28 and 19. The Cubbies are at 25 and 19. The Redbirds, 25 and 19 as well. Pittsburgh at twenty six and twenty, and the Reds at sixteen and thirty two. What are your thoughts, Ben?
1: Um, I'm impressed that the Reds have been able to string together sixteen wins. Um, they're still, yeah, exactly. good for them. They're still five and uh, five and five of their last ten, but from going to be easily the worst team in baseball to now putting a little bit of a gap between them and some of the worst teams, uh, White Sox, Royals, et cetera. Um, you know, good for them. Bigger picture, though, super excited to see a three-way tie in the Central for the second-place spot with the Cards, the Cubs, and the Pirates all being a game and a half back. Um, that's really, really exciting. You know, the Cardinals-Cubs series are always fun to watch. Plus, Pittsburgh, we keep asking how long are they going to maintain it. They're still doing it, and it's, you know, middle of May. So they game near two-thirds of the way through May. Very exciting, exciting baseball. One thing that may be interesting is the Cubs are rocking the most substantial run differential in the National League. Um, they have a 72-point um, differential at 237 runs scored and 165 runs allowed. Um The Cardinals and the Pirates on either side of them, Cardinals have 27 differential, Pirates have 24 differential. So the Cubs, not only the best run differential in the Central, also the best in the National League. And I think that that means uh, they might have a little bit more of a springboard potential if they're able to maintain those numbers.
0: Yeah, it's so true, man. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. I still really like Milwaukee to keep on chugging. I mean, with only... Nineteen losses. I mean, I just saw him hit. I think two home runs in a row. Maybe like one home run, a strikeout, and then another home run, something like that. Uh, so their offense is hitting well. Travis Shaw is playing really well. Happy to see that. Um, it seems like the Cubs are starting to uh, figure out some of their pitching woes that they were kind of dealing with. Darvish looked pretty decent in his last outing. Um, same with St. Louis. They're they're looking. They're still hanging in there. They're still hanging around. Pittsburgh, man, I think that they're definitely better than I, than people thought they'd be. I think they're better than we thought they'd be. Well, absolutely. Uh, but, um, I'll be, I'll be really interested to watch the state power there.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, they they're, they've had a great start out of the shoot. Let's see if they can, uh, keep it going down the, down this first turn here.
0: Definitely. All right. Let's talk about the West. So we have the Diamondbacks at 25 and 21. They are one in nine of their last 10. That's rough. Uh, we have the Rockies at 25 and 22. The Giants at 500 at 24 and 24. The Dodgers at 20 and 26. And the Padres at 20 and 28. Ben, thoughts?
1: So, what I like about the West is how things are starting to even out. You roasted me super bad last week when I asked what was going on with Arizona. And I think your exact response was don't say a darn word against their manager. And since then, they have to. You're right. And I don't disagree with you, but you got to figure out that something's going on out there for them to now only be half a game up on Colorado when they were like three and a half up last week. It's uh, just not a good time. Plus, uh, the Giants don't look now. They're 500 still. They're only two games back of the lead. Los Angeles has even started to figure out at least a little bit, um, winning the last four, uh, four in a row after losing six in a row, but losing four in a row. <laughs> that's sort of invalidated your
0: point. <laughs> well, that's
1: what I'm saying, though, is, is what we see here is, um, unlike the Central, where we have uh, four teams just really close together and getting closer, uh, here in the West, we had a much broader spread that's now bringing itself together.
0: So, first of all, look at Arizona's DL.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And, I mean, A.J. Pollock is there. Robbie Ray is there. Steven Souza is there. It it goes on and on. So they've got a lot of injury right now to to begin with. Um, Second of all, they just ran into a series against the Nationals where the Nationals were white hot. Um, Mm -hmm. So that did not help their case either. I still trust Toy Lavulo over almost any manager in this league. Uh, Every team is going to go on stinky streaks here. I do not anticipate San Francisco to catch them. I don't think that Colorado's nearly as good enough. They did not do any—actually, they lo- they lost starting pitching this last year. I still believe Arizona is the best team in this division, and it's probably not even as close as it seems. Um, I would also say that—yeah, um, I, I still don't know what to think about the Dodgers. I don't want to comment there and, and, and put myself out there before I know.
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing about the Dodgers. You mentioned what's going on with the Diamondbacks um, disabled list. Same thing could be said about the Dodgers. Granted, they've been able to start get some of those talent back now that some of those 10-day stints are over. Um, And that's not to make excuses for them, but if you're going to look at the injury cart, that's another team you want to look at for who's been disproportionately impacted by injuries.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, I know they're not the only team out there, but um, I just think that I, I still wouldn't sleep on them. I still feel like they're they're really solid. They got off to a good start. They're gonna cool off. Not not worried about it. So cool.
1: All right. Oh, awesome.
0: Well, that was everybody's favorite segment, and we will close it out. We'll just give it a bell. How about that?
1: I love it. Nice little bell to end the round. That's good. Now this is a part where we go to the corners, get our water. The dude with the really thick accent starts like cleaning up our cuts uh Keiko has shirked that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the fact that you have the soundboard is uh certainly disproportionately impacting your ability to poke fun at me and i love it
0: <laughs> just what i needed is extra ammo
1: right yeah that's right oh ben said something let me go ahead and just throw in something dummy he said i hey,
0: love it you don't even know how many times this that works out well anyway um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about where the uh, the Atlanta Braves are. It's been really interesting to watch them so far this season. Where did we sap them in our our uh, NL preview. Do you recall?
1: I don't remember specifically where we said they were. I know that I had the Nationals winning that division. I may have had Atlanta in a wild card spot.
0: I've got it right here on official record. Let me, I'm flipping through the pages right now to find it. Oh goodness.
1: And Uh, and we don't
0: even have to dial up the typewriter or anything like that. Okay, here we go. So we had the, so I had the Braves with 79 wins. You had them with 73. Jimmy had them with 73. We both, we all four, three of us had them finishing fourth place in the division. Maybe overshot that one a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's not to say that anything can't happen, uh, but you're right. It uh, certainly looks like we could have chosen that one a little bit better on all three of our accounts.
0: I don't think anybody would have seen that coming, though.
1: No, absolutely. I don't think, uh, you know, except for probably a few Braves fans. I'd have to look at what some of the national uh, sports writers were saying. But
0: I I, I don't think that anybody thought that they would kind of. I, I know that they wouldn't think that they're they're uh, performing the way they have been so far. I'm pulling up the numbers right now so we can talk a little bit about it. Um, I love the fact that they were called the Boston Bees at some point. (laughs) It's an incredible name.
1: Yeah, and now, 110 years later, they're going to come back and sting you.
0: That's right. (laughs) Have you gotten to watch much of them play?
1: Uh, No, not really. I don't have uh, 1997 WGN or TBS. No, WGN was the Cubs. I don't have TBS.
0: TBS. Good old Ted Turner, huh? Um, uh, so no, right I, now, I, they're... Yeah, let me, so let me share a few numbers with you here. So as a team, um, right now, they have a batting average of 266. A slug They're slugging 338. Um, no, I'm sorry. Their on-base was 338. They're slugging 437. Their team OPS is 775. Mm, that's wow. incredible, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's uh, That's some pretty... You'd have to pay good money to get that. I like it.
0: Yeah, you would. Or home grow the talent for years and years and years and years. Well,
1: that's that's what I was going to say is I've kind of been pulling up some of the records to see historically to contextualize where we had it because it looks like kind of their worst showing in the last five years. Uh, So, say, when did this quote-unquote rebuild start? Uh, I would have to say it was in the 2016 season. 2016, they finished 68-93. They were fifth place. Uh, in the uh, in just the NL East, so that was a year. Yeah, well, and that's what's interesting is from that point to see they then essentially leapfrogged in 17. They had a respectable third. They were still 18 under 500 at 72 and 90. Um, so that's not to say that 18. You know, I think we were right to have them pegged. What do you think has changed? Since we went ahead and made our predictions at the beginning of the season, where we saw them going from 68 93 to 72 90, that's why we probably had them at 75. We figured they'd pick up an extra two or three wins. What changed?
0: So, I think a couple of things. I think that they have their offense has gelled really well with the amount of old talent that they have, as far as veteran talent goes. Uh, people like Freddie Freeman. Uh, Nick Marcakis even to an extent are really good veteran presence in those locker room in that locker room. Um, but the emergence of people like Ozzie Albies, who's hitting 282 slugging 579 and has an OPS of 903. He's driven in 33 runs already this season and he's only played in 45 games. Jeez. So uh, people like him, Dansby Swanson, who's, Kind of been one of their up-and-comer guys. Uh, he's at 281. He's slashing 281. Oh, my thing refreshed. Uh, 281, 413, and 739 is an OPS. That's pretty good, man. That's uh, that's not bad either. And then I've told you about Ronald Acuna so many times. Uh, the great Sambino changed his fantasy team name to Acuna Matata yesterday. Or a couple uh- days ago.
1: That's how you know when you've made it as a team is whenever Sam Bino goes ahead and changes his baseball uh, team name. What do you think about, um, what's a right fielder? Murkakis.
0: Murkakis. Yeah, yeah,
1: What's your opinion of that
0: guy? Man. So, I mean, he's 34. He's been around a long time. Uh, he's bounced around to different teams. Uh, well, actually, no, he only played for Baltimore and then Atlanta after that. Um, so I I got real familiar with this dude. I mean, career, he has a 289 batting average. He gets on base 359. He slugs 425 and he's OPS of 784. That's what'd not you terrible. Say
1: what'd you say his career average was?
0: Career average is two eighty nine.
1: So so much of that is being buoyed by the fact that his average this year is three forty one.
0: Yeah, that's true, but I mean I mean definitely. But I think where his values always come into play is he that he gets on base a lot. Oh sure. Cause he he averages three fifty nine on base as a career. He has only had one year. Um his lowest year since he got in the league was at three twenty nine on base.
1: And even that's so that's just shy of a third of the time.
0: Right. So I mean that's all you need if you're putting him in the lineup in the right place.
1: Yeah. No, it's smart. It's National League small ball. It's not trying to knock the stitches out of it. It's just get get runs across the plate.
0: Exactly, exactly. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting career with him so far. Uh, he's certainly been. Uh, I mean, he's less productive than he was in Baltimore. In nine years in Baltimore, he had a uh, an OPS. Let's see. Sorry, he had a batting average of .290. He slugged .435, and then he had an OPS of .793. But since he's been with Atlanta, which is four years now, um, Mm -hmm. he has had uh, his batting average is 286, on base 362, slugging 398, and OPS of 760. So uh, with all four years so far with Atlanta, uh, just as an average, he's dipped off some.
1: So here's my, my question for you then about the Braves overall, is if you're a Braves fan, obviously focus on the future and try and continue to to get this great great season um you know underway and maintain your momentum but where are you most worried about what other team in the division do you think has the best chance of upsetting Atlanta
0: so i'll say this man the 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 thing that i would worry about with this team and it, it and this is nothing you can even really help too much shy of like maybe trading for big bart but your rotation Mm-hmm. Um, they're pitching really well right now and I'd hang my hat on that, but when you've got a ton of new guys that are really still, you know, they're pitching maybe a little bit above their head as far as career wise, Sure. um, that's where my, my concern would lie. I'd say with this team, I still wouldn't be that concerned. And honestly, they're playing with house money, man. I mean, we just we just talked about it. We expected them to be much worse than they are, and they're not. So, I mean, if they get further this year than expected, great. I still think they're a piece or two away, uh, at least a, a veteran pitcher away or so. Uh, but I could definitely see them making significant moves towards the trade deadline, but it will really be interesting to see how that shakes out first. Um, it could get interesting, though.
1: Yeah, I'm showing uh, some of those pitching numbers here. It looks like Sean Newcomb's the best pitcher on the roster right now. Uh, He's won five games, uh, ERA of 239, 58 strikeouts so far. So pretty decent stuff. Overall, the team has an ERA of 351. That's sixth in Major League Baseball. So you're right, especially with the younger crop of pitchers. I would just wonder once again about sustainability and then also about, you know, staying healthy. Not that the two are directly correlated, but they certainly are related.
0: Yeah, they're definitely – I mean, that's definitely a factor. And, I mean, Julio Tehran has been a lot better than expected. Uh, and I, I, I've always thought he'd be a real big up-and-comer. I mean, he's got a 417 ERA, but it – I mean, he's only given up 25 earned um, and only given up nine home runs. So that's not too bad for a, a young guy that way. I mean, he's 27 years old. I mean, the – Julio Tehran is 27. Sean Newcomb, 25. Uh, I would say the average age of this entire rotation is probably like 30 years old, Dang. which is uh, even maybe a little south of that, honestly, maybe like 29.
1: So the entire age of the rotation is younger than you and I.
0: Correct. Also, um, we will miss Big Bart's 45th birthday that comes up in like three days. So shout out to that. Happy
1: birthday, Bartolo.
0: That's right. We'll we'll tweet at him later. That's good. Do you think Bartolo does Twitter?
1: Uh, no. I uh, think he sees birds and eats them.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's hilarious. Um,
1: but you're you're not disagreeing.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know what that guy's doing. That guy <laughs> has been in this league for so long, and oh, man, I mean, how's he staying there? I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he eats birds. You ventured it, not me. Don't lay out on me. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) That's going to be the new layout sound, I think. Um, All right.
1: So another key story that we wanted to make sure we brought to our outfielder audience is um, everyone's favorite thing to listen to Ben and Justin fight about performance enhancing drugs. Justin, what's going on out in Seattle?
0: All right, so let's make a pact that we're not going to fight about this. How about that?
1: No, we are not going to fight about this. All right,
0: so uh, Robinson Cano was recently suspended 80 games after testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs. Actually, technically, it was uh, the diuretic that gets rid of performance-enhancing drugs in your system. But it's a good technicality. A good technicality, but why else would that be in your system? So I get it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tested positive for that. Got suspended. He's been a pretty big part of this Seattle offense. Ironically, he got hit in the hand by a pitch the other day and went on the 10 day DL, which is always hilarious to me. It's like, dude, you just broke a hand, uh, a bone in your hand. You're going to be on the DL for a lot more than 10 days. But uh, it's usually just a a jumping place.
1: Uh, Do you think that they put him on the 10 day DL? And this is totally speculation here. Is there a chance that they put him on the 10-day DL thinking or knowing that he was going to have, like, a, quote, random drug test?
0: No. So he got – so the the investigation was already in progress when he was got injured. It. So that was uh, – I, I looked into that a little bit because I was curious. Uh, that was my very first thought. Um yeah, a
1: little, little back story here on Cano. He started out with the Yankees in 05, had a couple championship runs with them. He joined Seattle in 2014, so he's been in the league now for 14 years. Uh, career wins above replacement 67.6, which is pretty darn stellar. Uh, career batting average of 304. He's a little underperforming this year. Batting average of 287. Yeah. Um, So definitely still a productive player. I remember we talked about him when he got hurt in spring training. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you're a Seattle fan, what's this do to your uh, overall outlook for the dog days of the summer?
0: Yeah, man. Um, So first of all, this dude used to be such a thorn in my side uh, (laughs) for so long, for so long. And I hated him so much. And he's one of those dudes that I don't want to hate. You know, like I, I like the guy. I like him even more now, since he's drinking juice. But we'll we'll get there in a minute. Uh, we we agree we're not going to argue, so I'm not going to push that. Um, well, you
1: meant you meant like orange juice and pomegranate juice. Of course, juice and... of
0: course, that's probably what got him in this trouble in the first place. Is orange that's juice? Right. It's got to be. Um, he's an eight time All Star though. The dude's been in the MVP conversation. He's always fallen a little bit low in that conversation, but still, I mean, place as high as third. Um.
1: Yeah, 2010 with the Yankees, third yep. place in the MVP 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 voting. God, I can't speak.
0: Got that? Yeah. Uh, he's got four Silver Slugger awards. He's got he's got two uh, Golden Glove awards. The dude's been pretty good over his whole career. I mean, you went over his numbers, but I mean, if you look at even just his production this year, I mean, he's got 23 ribbies. He is batting two eighty-seven uh, on base 385, slugging 441, and OPS of 825. So he's a pretty big uh, big part of that team.
1: Yeah, those numbers would have him be your star player in Texas.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, Big Bart, another shout-out, is uh, the star player in Texas right now. So
1: Yeah, we would need Kano to beat Big Bart in a hot dog eating contest if you wanted to try and overthrow Cologne.
0: <laughs> big Bart would win, and you fucking know
1: it. I know, that's what I'm saying.
0: Absolutely know it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned it before. He's got a, like, even on the season, he's got a 1.7, uh, win above replacement. So, I mean, that's a pretty big number for being just one significant part of that team. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to miss his production, man. And I, I the crazy thing is, I mean, he would have been hurt anyway. So
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's the part that I learned this year. Um, I don't know if most of our audience knows, but I've learned a lot more about baseball uh, since starting a baseball podcast with Justin than I ever thought I would learn. Um, but what would you make of any of the canoe news or rumors based on once he gets back, um, potentially, you know, like being traded? Do you think there's any chance that the Mariners would try to deal in?
0: Nah, probably not, man. Because they're, they're gonna be in if things continue the way they are, which I honestly don't intend them to, um, they're going to be in a, a space to compete. And I'm pretty sure they've got him on the books for a while. I'm pulling up his salary right now, but they've got him for a little bit. And I don't think that, I mean, this is going to be his final destination. I mean, he's, he's 35 years old, so he's not going anywhere. I don't think um, I can't imagine that many teams. Would, I wouldn't want Boston to take that on. I, I can tell you that. I'm oh, uh, sure, but I think that you know what the internet sucks. Um, <laughs> just
1: overall, you're just mad that that. Yeah, the internet
0: sense. in general sucks. Uh, he is signed through 2023. The earliest he's a free agent is 2024. Yeah, he's not going. Some- to they gave him a max deal. I got you. So
1: yeah, I'm showing this year he slotted to make like 24 mil base.
0: Like yep. it's just disgusting. It was backloaded as hell, but I mean, that's the price you pay for that kind of talent, and I mean, he didn't really fit. The problem is, like, he didn't really have a place that fit into the future of the Yankees, and at that point in time, they weren't going to be gambling on on longer, you know, aging talent, and he just kind of hit that free agency point at a really weird time. Mm-hmm. So, no, I was definitely glad to have him out of my hair, but I also I respect the hell of that, that dude. He's got such a classic-looking swing.
1: Oh, yes.
0: it's That's one of my favorite things about him.
1: Dude, a lot of those mid-aught Yankees had that, though.
0: They did. They learned it from Jeter, I swear. Sure. That's right. Good old general manager Jeter. Do you know the story about Yay Jeets? No. You should look into that sometime. All right. That's, you got it. That's your, the... your call to action here.
1: I I have so many calls to action. I'm happy <laughs> to add this to my list.
0: Perfect, perfect. Well, tell you what, that ends the segment involving our main stories. Let's do a little bit of rapid fire. How about that?
1: Oh, yes. Love me some rapid fire, Justin. What you got for us tonight?
0: All right. First and foremost, will Jose Bautista find a home since being cut from the Atlanta Braves?
1: You know, yes, I see him going to a low-performing team like the Reds or the White Sox.
0: Why do they have, but I don't, they don't have any incentive to sign that dude. Like there's nothing in it for them.
1: I think they'll package it.
0: They don't want to win deal. They don't want to win games though.
1: I know they don't want to win games, but what they'll do is they'll keep it on their books for two, three months, not two months, and then deal it with someone. Hmm. So as they approach the seller's market, they can use him as a bargaining chip to sweeten the deal.
0: Right, but he signed a minor league deal with Atlanta, so they just released him and let him go. So oh, there is no yeah. contract to deal with there. You don't have to worry about trading him.
1: Well, in that case, never mind. Where do you think?
0: He's 37 years old. I I mean, his value rapidly decreased. Uh, with Atlanta, I mean, he had, let's see. He played in 12 games with Atlanta, so not a huge sample size. But he hit 143, OBP of 250, slug 343, and had an OPS of 593. Uh, I mean, hitting below the Mendoza line, not not good. Not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Those are the type of numbers that would land you on the now defunct Fort Worth
0: cats. What is it with you in that team? <laughs> a good team. All right. It were ne- a good team. Next rapid fire questions. We got on a wild team. All right.
1: Who is the most overrated ball player in the majors right now?
0: Um, right now I would probably say Jose Bautista is the obvious answer. No. Um, <laughs> Could I could I give you a tie? Sure. I think uh, Judge and Stanton together are overrated. Okay. I think I got that you. JD Martinez and Mookie Betts are the two of the best players in the AL, and that's not even really being that much talked about. It's crazy.
1: I agree that they are great players. If in fact you heard me say I had bets at MVP if you the did. season ended yesterday. You
0: certainly did. Or
1: last last episode. Um, I think don't think uh, I think that Hosmer's getting a raw deal oh. I think that for <laughs> what he's being paid uh, by San Diego um, I don't know that they're getting the production out of him that they wanted and that's not to say that um, that's not to say that he's underperforming I just think he's underperforming expectations one based could, on what his salary was
0: one could make the argument that he is not getting the raw end of the deal. He's getting the better end of the deal because he's still getting paid no matter what happens.
1: That is true. That is a very capitalistic <laughs> way of thinking of it.
0: I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying that's, that's, you know, I, I mean, shit. They're <laughs> the ones that decide to pay him that kind of money. Like that. They're the ones that establish that value. No, that's that, true. That, that value was that, that no one was offering that guy a contract except for them.
1: Supply and demand, bro. Supply and demand.
0: It's amazing. All right. Um, Will the Dodgers start to make up some ground within the next week by the time we talk next? Actually, make that not the next time we talk, but the time after that.
1: Yes, I do see the Dodgers continuing their win streak. Um, i give them, they'll probably go three of their next four.
0: Who do they play in the next series? Do you even know?
1: It doesn't matter. I'm just that confident in the Los Angeles Dodgers. But remember, I need them to start gaining ground so they can beat the Yankees in the World Series, so I'm right.
0: I'm going to mark that for sure. Uh, they are starting a series uh, against Colorado, uh, then a series against Sandy, and then a, a four-game set against the Phillies this weekend. So that's going to be an interesting set, man. That That's not yeah. easy ground with Colorado and the Phillies.
1: They'll split against the Rockies and the Phillies, and they'll take most of the games from San Diego.
0: Okay. It's bold. It's real bold. What's the last question you got for me?
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Last question for you, Justin. Will Mexico get a major league team before 2025?
0: Before 2025. um, So I'll say I think they definitely get a team. I could see that. I could see that happening.
1: That's a callback to one of our very early episodes where we talked about where would we want to see different teams um, ending up across across North America. So very good.
0: That was a fun episode.
1: That was. That was a long time ago. Can you believe that was like episode three and we're already on episode twenty?
0: How far we have not come.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's absolutely right.
0: All righty. Well, that ends rapid fire. That was a blast.
1: That does end our rapid fire rounds. Uh, so we want to go ahead and make sure that we thank everyone for listening to us here on the Outfielder Podcast. We, once again, are a division of Sensibly Loud Media. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to check us out on sensiblyloud.com. And also make sure to check out Justin's other podcast, On the Break, a basketball podcast with our good friends Josh and Kyle. We are all over your social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, at OutfielderPod. We are on Instagram, Outfielder at OutfielderPod. And wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us out. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Spread some of this outfielder love. And thank you so much for listening.
0: Absolutely. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for Episode 20 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. I'm nothing but a.